so good evening and as promised i will do i'm going to do another episode um the last episode was about be still um and listening to letting god kind of take over and um you know what that means in that in that time period of being still trusting the process and um so this episode, I, I know, I think I mentioned before in the last one that I wanted to, that I was going to talk about um, this other topic within that book, um, the same book that I'm always talking about, 101 Essays That Will Change the Way You Think by Brianna Weiss. And um, one of the, the, I was about to say episodes, um, one of the chapters is called 16 Reasons Why You Still Don't Have the Love You Want. And so I'm going to go through those um because it just seemed like an interesting um, chapter to me. And because it's something that I feel like I've talked a little bit more about as far as like my love life, love in general and dating and stuff like that and the obstacles that come with it. So I figured uh, we could go through. I haven't read them yet, but I figured it'd be interesting to go through them and see um, what her take is on this. So... um the first reason it says is you want someone else to do the work of unearthing, creating, activating, and then convincing you of the love in your life. You want someone else to do what you were taught that you couldn't do for yourself. Every time you think, wish, imagine, or hope for someone else to give you something, dream of the day when they will belabor and obsess why they aren't, realize that this thing is what you are not giving yourself. So coming in heavy. Um, first of all, this is so true. And I think that when we take a step back and think about, you know, it's funny because when I go and scroll on TikTok, you see a lot of, of like love yourself and that's going to attract the person. And like, even I feel like I've talked about that. I've said those things too, saying like, you have to love yourself first. And you know, I think you do need to love yourself, but you don't necessarily, I guess, need to love yourself first in order to receive love because there are people out there that I'm sure that you know that are in love and stuff like that, but they don't love themselves first or whatever. But I think what it's saying is instead of when we want something externally, sometimes maybe that's like our subconscious saying that that's something that we need internally and that's something that we have to work on. And I believe that when you do work on it and you, and you um, when you recognize that in yourself, then you are able to, I feel like you're able to change, like change your focus and you're not focused on, you know, when is this person coming or when is this going to happen in my life, but more so like, okay, it's going to happen in my life. I don't know when, but in the meantime, you know, how I look at it is like, in the meantime, I'm working on myself, not just for the appearance of this person, but for myself, because you're gonna, you're gonna kick yourself if the person that came that the person that's for you comes along and you're not your best version of yourself. And then you don't, you're not able to keep them intrigued or, you know, like, they're not going to want to be there because I, it's funny. I saw, I was listening to a podcast this morning while I was getting ready for work and the guy on there, 
he was saying how healthy people, like healed people, healed healthy people when it comes to love, they're not attracted to broken people because for one, when you, it's, it's coming from a mindset of I've done so much work to get here, which ain't to get here, meaning like to be healed and be, um, healthy and open for love again, that why would I sabotage that or potentially bring myself backwards by entertaining someone who's clearly not working on themselves, healing themselves and is broken. And I think that's such a simple thing that, but sometimes it's a lot of same times that we don't think about it like that. Right. Because, um, Sometimes I think that uh, I know I've I experienced this myself probably where I've been trying to heal myself and maybe I'm not fully healed, but I'm, I'm better. And then like you come across someone who is, you know, you, you get to know them and you see that, oh damn, like this person's not, they're not healed or they got a lot going on. Right. But you want to help them. And I guess what the guy was saying is like, if you're still in that space of like, well, let me help them or I can, I can love them into loving themselves or I can love them to be better then you're not fully healed yourself. And that means that maybe the interaction with them has opened a wound for you. And instead of healing your own wound, you're trying to heal their wounds to make you feel better about yourself and distract you from the fact that you're not ready or not ready, but this person isn't right for you. Uh, if that makes sense um so yeah number one was definitely that makes sense um number two historically it has not looked the way you thought it would it thought it would and that's because it never looks the way we think it will or comes the way we think it should when we hold an idea of what love should look like we attach to something that often just quells an insecurity saves us from a reality or helps us prove ourselves to someone else love never looks the way we think it will because it's not supposed to look any certain way because the look of it won't actually give us the experience of it but the pursuit of that will distract us from actually finding something genuine mm, they don't they always say that you know that you know it's never going to be the person that you think it's going to be they're never gonna they're not gonna look the way you think it is and even though like I do believe in manifesting and writing out the details of the type of person that you want um and you know for me when I do that I definitely write down like physical attributes because there's just certain things that I just like in a man and that that would be you know helpful for me but um at the same time, just being open to like, okay, maybe this person will have uh, like six out of the, you know, 10, 20, whatever, uh, physical attributes or attributes that you want in a, in a partner, right. And being okay with that, because that's why a lot of times you'll see, they say you can, you can write it down like what you want, but have your non-negotiables. Right. And I feel like that's what that's kind of saying is like, as long as you, stick with your non-negotiables and but you're still being open to the idea that the person that is for you might not look exactly what you envision in your head and the way that they the way that you guys fall in love or meet or win and the whole your story might not necessarily match with what you have in your head but as long as you're open to it then you know you can be receptive of it and as long as it's something that's genuine So number three, you think that love is just a good feeling when love is really a consistent state of being in communion with body, mind, and soul. 
It is a daily commitment to learn what it means to love someone else in small, practical, mindful ways. You can be more or less attracted to someone, more or less compatible, but choosing to love and appreciate someone regardless of those variables is a constant that you can choose, and it's the belief that you can't because love must give you what you cannot give yourself. That leads to so many breakups, divorces, etc. All right, so basically what it's saying is like you and I've I've heard this before also like love is not just a good feeling and you have to choose to love, right? Because I used to think that that wasn't true until I experienced being in love and then also experienced heartbreak um and how I think partially a big part, big part of it, of being in love is is a choice. Like you're choosing to to be in love um, because you are, whether it be consciously saying like, oh, I'm I'm vulnerable, I'm open, and I'm emotionally available, and you know, I meet this person and we connect, and now I'm telling them, you know, I'm just sharing my heart with them, or um, you just it kind of hits you by surprise, and you're like, oh, actually, all right, I kind of like this person, and like I'm enjoying their their company, and like they make me feel good, and you know, I, I'm really, I'm, I'm liking this. And then like, you know, you decide to one day or you, you start to feel the feelings more and you're like, all right, I, I love this person. I'm in love. You know, I think that that's, that is a choice. Um, and, uh, you, it's also a choice to continue to do so. And a lot of the times when people break up or get divorced or just end the relationship, that's a choice as well. Right. You don't, I don't think you just fall out of love. I think that you, you stop choosing to love. You stop choosing to put in the effort and you stop choosing to choose that person, (laughs) whether it be because you are distracted with other people or distracted with other things that you're choosing to focus on and and eventually love, whether it be your career or, you know, I don't know, whatever, something else that you are focusing on. um, That's that's a choice. So. I definitely agree that it is a daily commitment to to do that and it's not always a, a good feeling but it's it has to be consistent um consistency is the key because when you if you think about it when you want something you're consistent with it if you really love having something in your life you're consistent to make sure that it stays there um so number four you are unaware of the fact that love is nothing but an enhancement It magnifies and brings clarity to whatever is most present in your life. So if the things that are most present are self-doubt, lostness, insecurity, etc., you will only have more and more of that. Love is not your life. It is the avenue through which you share your life and more palpably see yourself. Mm. Um, I like that it says love is the avenue through which you share your life. Because if you think about it, this it really does. Like, even if you meet someone and you guys connect really well, you're dating. Um, even if that person's not for you, the relationship itself, at least in my experience, has always been that there there have been guys that I've talked to, dated, whatever, and it didn't work out. And um, even if it didn't work out, like it definitely, my interactions with them and my conversations and just the relationship itself magnified certain things within myself that I needed to work on or 
you know, to, to, you know, just brought light to things within myself. Yeah. That I needed to work on. Um, for me, it's definitely like trust, trust and, um, uh, trust and being emotionally available. I think that within the past couple of people that I've talked to and stuff, a lot of the times I was in denial and, and putting it on them and saying that they weren't emotionally available. And a lot of times, and I start to see like on different social media things and stuff and just readings, like you attract what you are. And, and like, I was like, you know, kind of in denial, operating an ego saying like, no, I am emotionally available. It's the other person that's not. But then I started to realize that, like, I wasn't emotionally available myself because I wasn't emotionally available in the sense of, like, I was open to being emotional, but I would never be the first person to do it. <laughs> like, I was always, after ever, the one time that I ever did that and it didn't work out, I was like, oh, I'm never, no, I'm not doing that. I will let you open up first and you can spill and then I'll go after that and, <laughs> like, I'm gonna let you go first, make sure the coast is clear, and then I'll go. And that's not always good because um, n- usually if you operate that way, then you're attracting people who are doing the same thing. And then you're in the cycle of, well, they're not they're not opening it up and I'm not opening up, but that's really what I want. And that's subconsciously what they want too. So now we're in the cycle where we are doing everything surface-based and we're not really giving each other what we want, but we're not, we're too scared to to try. So, um, yeah, love is, love is an enhancement and it's, it's supposed to magnify the good and the bad qualities of you, but it's also supposed to help you improve. So, um, yeah, you have to operate in love and operate in confidence and operate in happiness and exude that within yourself and find that within yourself so that you are attracting someone who can benefit that and not benefit I'm sorry um enhance it um because like it's saying if you if you are viewing yourself in self-doubt and lostness and insecurity you're just going to find people who um complement that and make it even and make it worse um number five you believe that love will blossom when the circumstances are correct as though you must place two reactive chemicals together and assume that an instantaneous physical emotional response should equate to lifelong sincere love hormones are reactive expectations are reactive love is cultivated from and because of those things but more effectively because of a mutual appreciation and respect for one another so basically it's saying that there's you 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 can't wait for lo- for a love to be perfect or the circumstances to be perfect before you can be in love. It has to just be, you know, we, we, we choose to be in love again. Um, you, you can't just wait for everything to be perfect. And that's one of the reasons why you don't have the love that you want because you're waiting for it to blossom and be this like fairy tale thing when really it's just, it is what it is. Number six, you are caught up in trying to make yourself objectively appealing to the opposite or same sex, as opposed to really finding who you are and then attracting someone who appreciates that person too. I am so saddened by how many young girls and boys for that matter are instructed to present themselves in a certain way. 
because that's just what's attractive. It's so silly to think generalizing what every person likes is helpful because more insidiously, it keeps you trapped in avoidance of your true self as you assume that person isn't good enough to elicit the approval of the masses. And then we sit around crying and cursing the stars over why we can't find somebody who loves us for who we really are. This is facts because a lot of the time, if you are trying to follow what society says and think you have to be what society wants, then you aren't really, first of all, you're not being yourself. And if you're not being yourself, then you're not going to attract the right person because the the person for you is going to be attracted to you, not attracted to who you are pretending to be to attract people. (laughs) Um, so the, the, the sooner you're able to be you and love you and stand on that and you have to have the mindset of like, I'm me, this is how I like to, whether it be how you like to dress, how you like to carry yourself and be, be happy with that. And that's going to attract the person that's going to be into that. Right. Um, then one would think that would treat you right. Versus like you pretending to be someone that you're not, you're going to attract people who are into that, whatever you're pretending to be. And once you reveal who you are, those people are not going to like you anymore because they're going to be like, yo, that's not who you are. (laughs) Right. So uh, I think that it's just saying that it's easier to just be yourself, because even if you have to, even if being yourself means that you have to be alone for a little bit longer, it's better than wasting time and energy and, and love on someone who's not right for you. Um, number seven, you aren't clear on your intentions about what you want. And that's because you're still trying to edit and enhance them to appease, impress, or elicit someone else's approval. In other words, you can't, you can't be honest about what you want because you aren't comfortable with the truth of who you are. So long as you are functioning from that mindset, you are filtering your life and whether or not you see the love in it through how well it fits the image. So I think for me, that was one of the ones that I read where I was like, okay, I definitely want to talk about this in an episode because um, a lot of the times it's hard when you are clear on your intentions. Like you say, okay, I want to be in a committed relationship. But if you keep coming across people who don't want the same thing, it can become discouraging. And then you can kind of start to edit like, oh, you know what? Maybe I, I do want a relationship, but I'm open to just, dating or just getting to know someone right and then you start doing things like that and editing and you then it's like when you do that you you do start to change who you are because then you're settling for things and you're you're compromising to do things and present yourself in a way that you aren't right because at least for me an example of that is like when you if you say that you want a relationship but then you keep coming across people who just want to go with the flow or just date and and you know have these situationships or hookups and say like you kind of get to your part where you keep saying no 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 and then you finally give in right and then when you do that though you you have to keep up the image which is like you can't have feelings for the person you can't express feelings for the person you just kind of it's only a sexual thing and you don't really get to say anything about their actions and you can't really express yourself on how you feel and so so you have all these restrictions and then it's like you don't you're not happy you're not happy 
in the actions that you're doing, it's all or it's like temporary happiness. And you can't you're not connected to this person because you don't really you're not allowed to really have any connections or ties with them. So it's like you you settle and you end up being uncomfortable and being in this image that does is not you. Whereas if you had just stayed your loving self, you yeah, that person just might it sucks. That person might not be the right person, but then you can just keep going, right? Kind of like what I was talking about the last episode when I was saying how that girl on TikTok was saying like if you knew that you were guaranteed to get this you know you are going to get the love that you want but you have to go through a certain you have to just keep going through a certain amount of rejection letters you would be happy when the person says oh i'm not looking for that because you're like okay good i'm on rejection number 17 i only have 40 or 30 to go you know what i'm saying like you kind of just like you'll breeze through it faster and you'll be like all right cool you're not for me bye not maybe in a rude way but like all right oh well it was nice meeting you thanks for you know thanks for the company but you're not it. Bye. You keep going, right? So you have to kind of operate in that way. That's what it's saying. It's like when you have clear intentions, you don't allow other people to persuade what you what it is that you're trying to get. Um, number eight, you blame others because you don't realize that every relationship you have is with yourself. Love does not suck. People do not suck. You suck. Relationships are the ultimate teaching tools, the most intense healing opportunities, the most explosively beautiful chances for us to really see what is unresolved within us. You run into the same problems, you find the same faults, the same relationships, the same pain because it is all in you. So, yeah, I mean, you know, love is a mirror. Um, Usually, you know, uh, similar to what not the last episode, but the episode before that, when Bianca was talking about love, um, twin flames and how, you know, karmic love cycles and how you, your, your partner or the person can mirror a lot of the similar things you guys can trauma bond. Right. And so a lot of the times love, it will highlight the things in you that need to be changed. And the things that usually you don't like about your partner are similar to the things that you don't like about yourself. Um, so yeah, that's one thing too. Number nine, likewise, you do not realize that negative emotions are calls to heal, not to change or drown or ignore because you don't want to feel bad anymore. Our feelings are how we communicate with ourselves. Healing is essentially reopening to seeing good, to being hopeful, sustaining, and then creating more love. Our negative emotions are not signals of what other people are doing wrong. They are meant to show us how we are misnavigating, misunderstanding, or being controlled by past experiences and fear-based beliefs. Um, I'm going to keep going just because of the sake of time. Number 10, you don't know how to use your heart and mind in tandem. The heart as the map and the mind as the compass. We're giving two opposing sets of commandments. Follow your heart regardless of logic and don't do anything stupid and illogical when it comes to who you choose to share your life with. The reality is that so long as you are polarized in the utilization of the most important guiding tools you have, or worse, you don't realize you have them, you will be lost as hell. That's a technical term, by the way. A quick cheat sheet for you. The heart will tell you what the mind will tell you how. Let them stay in their corners of expertise. Hmm. The heart will tell you what, the mind will tell you how. I like that. Um, Number 11, you have yet to honor the child inside you. 
If you want to know who you really are, imagine speaking to yourself as a child. What would you say and do to make them feel happy? That expression is reflective of what you really need to give yourself and is very, very helpful for people who are seeking love. Because learning to love yourself is, as odd as it may sound, learning to honor, respect, love, and acknowledge the child in you, or in other words, your most essential self. Um, I'm sure you guys have heard about your inner child work and, you know, who you are as a child shaped who you are now. Things that you, your love language was shaped by the love language that you didn't receive as a child or that you did receive as a child that made you feel the most loved. Um, So it's a lot of work of going, tapping back in. And um, that's why they say, like, do a lot of childlike things when you are feeling unloved or you feel like you're missing out on something um when it comes to love like tap back into who you were as a child to be able to love yourself and radiate and attract the right um type of love again number 12 you want to change you want love to change your life you want it to provide for you what you think you cannot give yourself stability security hope happiness so as long as you function on this belief you place love as being something that is outside of you when the reality is that you cannot see create or experience on the outside when you are not already on the inside Speaking of, number 13, you don't realize that what you love most about others is what you love most about yourself. The more you are open to your own joy, the more you appreciate others. The more you are healed of your own anxiety, the less you have to cast blame and try to fight others into fixing you. Loving someone else comes down to being able to see what you appreciate about them as it is similar to what you appreciate about yourself. Number 14, you not only think that somebody else is responsible for fixing you, but that there is something wrong with them if they don't. And so you want to change, fix, or condemn them for how they've wronged you. You want to blame them for not being good enough. You want to impose on them a whole lot of what you really feel about yourself. So um, that's something that I've been learning too, is like, you because I used to do that too. get mad at when when things didn't work out I would get mad and blame the other person and um a lot of times there there were people who exes and stuff like that people that I dated that would feel that I would only see the things in them but I never saw the things in myself that they that you know that I was doing and um you know sometimes you I think that now I can think back to those relationships where there were things that were being highlighted within me, but it was easier for me to um, see them in them versus in myself. Um, And yeah, it's just, that's like a learning experience too. I'm just learning to see that you're not, you know, perfect. And I never thought I was perfect, but it's just easier to blame someone else than to look in within and say like, no, you're, you're a part of the problem too. <laughs> um, number 15, you've forgotten kindness when kindness is the fabric of love. I don't think there are people crueler to one another more than people who really, really love each other. They see so much of themselves in one another that they simply cannot stand it and retaliate in all the same ways that they are rejecting themselves. The foundation of a happy relationship and love and life really is unconditional kindness it's synonymous with love and maybe even more effective because it shows you the the action as opposed to the feeling or expectation 
Uh, number 16, you were looking for the answer outside of the question. For the 10th time, say it with me now. The love you really want is your own. What you're seeking in someone else is what you aren't giving to yourself. What angers you is what you aren't accepting and healing. What gives you joy and hope is what you already have within you. Finding a relationship to be that great enhancer, to have someone to share everything with, begins with you. It's as though we were taught to love ourselves first without ever being told that loving yourself is giving yourself what you want someone else to. So, um... Now that I've read all 16 of them, I, w- I do want to go back to a couple that I didn't get a chance to really um, dive into. I liked number 10, where it's saying, you don't know how to use your heart and mind in tandem. The heart as the map and the mind as the compass. I really like that because if you think about it, they always saying like, you know, when you're when you're in love you know don't forget to take your brain with you you know and um for it to say that the heart is the map the way I take that is like your heart knows um what you need and how to get there right so in the sense of when you meet people in you know you go on dates or whatever or you start dating somebody and your heart will know like uh you know what, this person, this is a great person, but they're not for me, right? And I'm sure as people have experienced that before, where you're like, dang, this person has what I'm looking for, but they're not for me, right? And your mind um, is the compass. So that's the, the, the part that like determines that like, all right, this ain't it you know like this this is a great person, but they're not it, right? And so actually, before I keep going with that, I'm going to define what a compass is just so I'm sure so people can know um, so a compass is an instrument containing a magnetized pointer which shows the direction of magnetic north end bearings from it so it's like that little thing that helps you get around um and it's like a mag it magnetized to tell you which way to go right and so keeping that in mind um your mind is the compass right so your mind is gonna gravitate to um the right answer and the right the right direction for you and your heart is the map so um how i'm taking it as your mind is going to be able to direct you on the map of where you need to be right and the the heart is going to feel and show you the path to go right um so with that part when it says the heart will tell you what the mind will tell you how right so the heart the mind is telling you how to get there the heart is telling you what it is that you're trying to get to and what it is that works for you which is why you fall in love and that's where you feel it in your heart and not in your mind right and you don't think in love you 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 fall in love you feel love you don't think it um, and then another one I wanted to go back to was, you want love to change your life. That's another one, like not trying to depend, like sometimes, and that's another experience that I've had is like when you, when you want love so bad and you, and you do meet that person and stuff or meet someone and you get in a relationship with them, 
you can subconsciously like put a lot of burdens on them to to be everything for you right and so if you've ever felt that before like in, if you've been in that experience where someone was really desperate for love and they kind of impose that responsibility on you and so you're responsible for this person's happiness and all this stuff and when you don't always make them happy or measure up to that you start to feel like incompetent of yourself and you start to question the relationship and it's like if you have to keep putting on this show or juggling or measuring up for this person you're going to be draining yourself and you're not loving on yourself right and so sometimes that can happen um from a place of insecurity and stuff like that so you have to be conscious of you know not making love your the basis of your life and like the only thing that you focus on because for one when you lose it you could potentially your life crumbles and two when you've put so much pressure on that um it can eventually break and you're not being fair you know love is two people being a part of it it's not just you waiting for this other person to make you happy you got to make them happy too and you got to make yourself happy first and you got to show them how to make you happy um and then the other one i wanted to talk about oh um you've forgotten kindness when kindness is the fabric of love so kindness and being kind to yourself um and you know like what it's saying like when you really are in love with someone a lot of times you're going to see a lot of yourself in them and if you recognize that but you reject them or you're rejecting things about them then you're rejecting yourself and when you're not loving on yourself you're not the best version of yourself and so there then you're not giving the best version of you to them and it's like this cycle of abuse because you're mistreating them because you're seeing things in them that you see that are um within yourself that need to be fixed and so then you're not treating them right but then you're also not treating yourself right because you're not taking the time and the opportunity to recognize the things that you don't like about them is that thing that you need to work on within yourself so it's this constant cycle of mistreatment but no one's healing anything and no one's getting any better and eventually potentially causing a, um, a, a breakage and so um just being kind to yourself and being kind to them um but then also like the last one it says you are looking for the answer outside of the question so it's saying the love you really want is your own and you know it's not being you know cliche or gimmicky when it's saying that what you what you're looking for outside of yourself is what you need to find within yourself and it takes time right because even when you say like when, when you hear that people say it takes time to fall in love and like take your time with it, it takes time to love, to fall in love with you too, right? Because you still have to get to know who you are. Um, and being in a relationship is great and it can be one of the best experiences ever, but you have to love you. And the thing is, is like you, the relationship with yourself, it can never, it should never end because you're and it can never like be the same that like, you ought to you should be always evolving and growing and so there's going to be new things that you learn about you and it's going to take time right it's going to take time for you to figure out what you love about yourself and diff- what you do like what you don't like and your 
your feelings, like understanding what your feelings are, understanding when you're, what makes you sad, what makes you happy, how you deal with those emotions, like all those things take time. So when it comes to, to love, um, you have to be patient with others, but you have to be patient with yourself too. And I think that when you learn to be patient with yourself and love and love on yourself, despite whatever you have going on when you're in your good and your bad, then it does make it easier for you to to treat someone else that way too because you've experienced it and you know what it that it for one it works and for two like how to go about doing it so I really hope that this was helpful um and you know that this resonates with someone I think that it's it's great to talk about it's a great topic to discuss um because love is not always perfect and it's not always great and we do you know there are some people who luck out and you know they the first person they date or it's the love of their life right but some of us we have to keep going and we have to go through more you know life experiences it's pretty much what we signed up for you know um you you have a purpose and you have to fulfill that purpose and you, there's a reason why you know you have certain relationships that work and don't work there's a reason why you you know you have desires within your heart and when you know those desires you just have to keep doing the work to, to, to fulfill them and um it will happen and so love is a beautiful thing but you know you don't need to be in a relationship with another person to be in love you can you can be in love right now with yourself you can be in love with your family you can be in love with your life right and when you when you are in love with your life and your in yourself and everything that you have going for yourself you will not only attract the right person to do the same for you but you are creating a space for that because when you don't love where you are you don't love your life you don't love yourself you can't really you're not making space for anyone to love you the love that you desire because you are typically usually going to be like standoffish and just not in, a, in the best you're not radiating you're not attracting anything you're repelling if anything, you don't retreat, you don't attract, you repel when you're in that state of mind. So, um, I think it's best to try to, like it says, like love yourself and just focus on loving on you and creating the life that you want to live. And then everything else will fall into place. So hopefully that was helpful. Um, I hope that you guys have the great rest of your week. Um, I will be releasing this episode, um, probably tonight i can do it tonight um and i still have the other episode that i just released too so um if you can follow the podcast rate and review um and as always i'm your host chanel this is black hippie lounge Uh, meditate manifest invest in you and love on you love on yourself and enjoy the rest of your week Meditate, manifest, invest in you. Join me on my spiritual journey as I elevate myself and like-minded listeners to a higher level mentally, physically, and spiritually. Thank you for listening. This is Black Hippie Lounge, and I am your host, Chanel.